Welcome to CrossFit Versus Pregnancy, the podcast for the first time or new fit mum who's looking for reassurance and guidance about training throughout their pregnancy. I'm Misha, a coach who went from competitive bodybuilder to crossfitter to expecting first-time mum all in 18 months. Having searched through what feels like the entire web for do's and don'ts, I realised that the best way I could prepare for a CrossFit baby would be to speak to those with first-hand experience and share mine week by week. From coaches to athletes, new mums to veteran parents, you can follow my CrossFit pregnancy journey as well as learn from those who have successfully lived through it. So welcome guys, welcome back. I am so, so excited to be hosting my first interview with someone that I have followed in the fitness industry for a very long time. I think we may have met once at Body Power, going back, God, that's probably a big throwback. Let me tell you a little bit about this guest before we get started. So it's pretty mind-blowing what what she has achieved. She started as an elite gymnast from the age of seven until she was 16. So she's been in fitness her whole life. She was a professional bodybuilder for four years. She competed for nine. So she was an IFBB pro and went on to compete at two Olympias. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with bodybuilding, this is the best of the best in the world, regardless of what federations you may have heard of. I'm telling you now, the IFBB is the best of the best. It is where you would see the likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, where he made his main in, in bodybuilding. It is phenomenal. What an achievement. It's like going to the Olympics as an athlete. Just fantastic. She retired from that three years ago as her interest turned into CrossFit and training just, just for enjoyment, which is pretty much where I am at now. So that's amazing. feel like there's a lot of similarities there. But she now works in accounts and is a self-confessed math geek, which I love, um, with pre and postnatal fitness qualifications. So I think we are in incredible hands and I'm so buzzing to talk to you. Talk to you. So welcome, Emma Paverly. Hi, it's lovely to have you on. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for the lovely introduction. Oh. <laughs> that was really uh, lovely to hear back, actually. Yeah, I bet you have achieved so much. And like it genuinely like I said I truly mean it you are a huge inspiration and I feel like we've led although mine has been in a lot shorter space of time I feel like we've lived quite a similar sort of journey through fitness I mean I didn't start as an elite athlete but you know certainly from bodybuilding then through to CrossFit and now being a a new mum yourself so just I suppose reflecting back on those things how does it feel to think that you know, your life has now changed because you're a mum and, and that's, do you think that you'll ever compete again? Um, well, certainly not in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously hung up my bikini three years ago mm-hmm. um, and I just don't have the passion for that anymore. Sure. Um, I've actually already, well, I've, I've done a CrossFit comp two weeks ago, but it was a team one and it was just like, it was just fun um that's so still it, amazing <laughs> oh my god so, um it was the, the turf games it's like a it's more like a functional fitness one rather than a crossfit but um so I've done that but I yeah I, I don't see myself competing really really seriously but mm-hmm. I do see myself doing comps um just you know for 
for wanting to do them for enjoyment. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a team comp um, called Sid Strength in Depth, um, yep. which is that's quite a big one every year. And last year, obviously, I was I was pregnant, and everyone was like, "Why are you not in the team? Why are you not in the team?" And I couldn't <laughs> say anything. Um, and then the couple of years before that, we couldn't go because of COVID. So I'm really really hoping to make the Sid team this year. Uh, so that will be quite a big comp in November. Um, but apart from that, I don't have any any plans to you know make a make a, a high level habit of it as you as you might say I mean I, I'm honestly sat here with my mouth open Emma so I haven't mentioned yet but Emma is a new mum and she has a beautiful gorgeous little girl called Octavia who's four months um, she's four months and you competed two weeks ago that has literally <laughs> blown my mind so I mean just incredible and the fact that you're doing Sid and for those CrossFitters out there that is a pretty big competition if you ask anyone so I would say that I mean you're being very humble you're saying that you know ah we'll just see what happens but it's a pretty big deal um, I'm not going to say anymore I don't want to freak you out but uh, that honestly it's just incredible to see how far you've come already and you've got your eyes set on something do you find that's you know, with the background that you have do you like to have something to work towards or something to focus on well yeah yes as in it's, it's a bit tricky and I was saying this to actually one of our coaches the other day that I'm right right at the moment I really am stuck between one minute I think oh I'm on maternity leave I could really get you know really try hard on my training and do lots of comps and you know get really fit again and all this kind of stuff but the other part of me thinks well no I'm on maternity leave I want to spend it with my baby yeah um even though you know an hour in the gym an hour a day is nothing um but it's just it's a it's so weird how like obviously the old me that athletes part of me and I guess the same as you know like you said we've had very um you know similar uh, backgrounds in terms mm. of we've always been an athlete and always competed I think mm. that side uh, which um, which obviously you'll have as well is that like you say you like to have you like to have a challenge to work towards mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, you know there's now another side to me right. that I'm just like well I don't want that pressure I just mm. I just want to have fun with my little baby girl and I want to enjoy this time and you know in soak up every moment so I'm I'm a bit half and half as in I will train on the days that I really feel like training and want to train and right. then on the other days that I don't I'm so I'm just chilled about it is kind of what I'm guess I'm trying to say is in mm-hmm. you know if if I make the team for Sid and it happens and I go then I'll go and if it doesn't and I don't then I'm I'm not too bothered either um, right but yeah it's very it's very weird it's a bit half and half <laughs> And that's, I think, the best way to be and the the only way that you can be now. Like you say, it's it's now you have this new wonderful part of your life that you've never had before. Your focus is naturally going to be drawn to that. So to be drawn away from that by something that you've done in your past, I mean, it's it's nice to think that you can do it and we'll come on to, you know, your training and things in a minute, but... I think I think that most mums probably would experience that kind of feeling like you're stuck in the middle between the two. But I think it would probably help you more so than it ever has done to be able to be OK with things perhaps not going the way that you would have 
previously liked them to have gone competitively and, and not being so worried about, you know, being in the winning team or getting the first place or whatever it might be, because you've got something else to live for now. Yeah, I 100% um, agree with you there. And it's just, like you say, there's there's that part of you that's deep inside you that's always been that person. Yeah. But life has so much more meaning now or not so much more but just such a different meaning now mm, that mm. yeah it's it's like I just I want to be happy and I'm I just feel grateful for my little girl and she's happy and healthy and our family's happy and healthy and I just think it, life is about being happy and whatever makes you happy just mm. just go with that so yeah, yeah I'm I'm just rolling with it and if I'm being honest I think that's that's how I've approached the mum thing mm -hmm. and I feel like you know don't put any pressure on yourself just do your best and be happy and that that's literally all you can do yeah love that I love that so okay tell us a little bit about your background I'm, I'm thinking more in relation to CrossFit now so how long have you been doing CrossFit and before you were pregnant how many times were you training a day a week that kind of thing yeah so I've been doing CrossFit I dipped in and out of it a bit whilst I was in in between kind of my last year of bodybuilding mm -hmm. um, but so it's been about three years that I've been doing it full time mm -hmm. um, and yes yeah, so I was a five or six day a week person mm -hmm. um, so and I did actually do uh, there's a comp called the European Championships yes um, I did that I've been doing CrossFit a year so in 2020 I did that I did the intermediate level wow. um and I came third wow. <laughs> um, so I, I um but so when I did that comp I did follow a specific like training program for mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and I definitely felt like my fittest and strongest and felt really really good and that was just before lockdown mm -hmm. um and then yeah obviously went into lockdown but in general I would just turn up and do whatever class was on on that sure. day and mm -hmm. yeah so I'd say probably five days a week and then just the, the CrossFit class. Mm -hmm. Amazing so, yeah so I mean apart like you say apart from training specific for a competition you are what most people experience CrossFit as you turn up you do what's in front of you um you know whatever it is however good or perhaps uh, you know it might be your strength it might be a weakness and you just crack on and, and that's what I think is so appealing about CrossFit is that you are challenged to do so many things that perhaps you wouldn't choose to do if you just went to the gym like with bodybuilding right there might be elements of aesthetic training that you really don't enjoy but it's necessary for you to achieve a certain look with yeah. CrossFit training I know personally if I was to do you know the skill work on my own there's so many things I would avoid because I absolutely hate it but you're challenged to do those things which is what I love about the sport completely mm, yeah, um definitely. so when you found out you were pregnant and I know you've mentioned that you were um already qualified with pre and postnatal fitness before you were pregnant but how did you feel about training when you first found out you were pregnant so it's it's a weird one really because Obviously, I had done the pre and postnatal qualification, and in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, it's so outdated. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you've you've spoken to um, the, the like an NHS yeah. approach, um, and I I completely understand why it's so outdated because mm. it's not ethical to start putting pregnant women 
in you know start pushing them to their boundaries and testing that if it's if that's okay for their baby like that's just that's obviously not ethical so because there's no research to back it up Mm -hmm. I understand why it's a very um, easy uh, like cautious approach Mm -hmm. yeah um but even the NHS, they recommend preg- a training through pregnancy and how actually healthy it is for you and for your baby. Mm-hmm. And then with kind of my own research, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, try to read a lot online, like you said, you've done and try to squeeze out any little bit of information that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just decided that I would just, you know, it says keep doing what you're doing just yep. don't go to a max just don't be stupid and go to a maximum effort mm-hmm. um and so I want to take that approach but I'm not going to lie and I think everybody will feel this when you suddenly realize when you had that moment where you get that test and you're like oh my gosh this has actually happened mm-hmm. you just you just can't help but kind of be a bit more cautious in the gym mm-hmm. um which did wear off uh, I think just in the very early stages I think I was about four and a half weeks when I found out and I think that the following two weeks after that in the gym I was like oh my gosh like tiny little you know tiny little baby in my belly or you know <laughs> what what's going on in there yeah. but my head my head was telling me it's fine you're absolutely mm-hmm. fine your body's used to doing this you can do it but obviously there's just that emotional bit that you just mm-hmm. You do for a second think, I hope I hope they're okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just natural because they are okay. But it's just I in my opinion, it was something that I just had to kind of shake off over yeah. over the first couple of weeks. I don't know whether did did you feel the same or Well, I think for me, uh, quite honestly, my pregnancy was a bit of we were trying, but I didn't anticipate for it to happen so quickly. Um right. lots of the women in my family, it took a good amount of time I'm talking year two years to, to get pregnant so in my mind it was like we're going to start trying but it's going to take quite a long time when it actually only took about a month to conceive <laughs> so wow. I wasn't I wasn't ready for pregnancy so I didn't feel very prepared when I found out that I was pregnant because it was just this isn't meant to happen now I'm meant to have been you know taking our time and it was going to take a while so for me it was more of a okay, now I need to educate myself really quickly because I hadn't even thought about that far yet. I just sort of just got to grips with conception and what I needed to do to make maximise the opportunity of getting pregnant, which clearly Mm. I did very efficiently. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so for me, it was more about reading about the first trimester you're made to feel a little bit scared because it's the time for max you know the the most development of your of your baby it 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 grows so quickly and there is so much important development from the brain to the organs etc so I think for me it was the fear of okay I know how much I can push my body I know that I I'm going to and want to continue to train but where is that where is that boundary where is that limitation Mm -hmm. that I need to be cautious and even though I've I've been a personal trainer and a coach for so many years in the industry and I've trained a lot of women throughout pregnancy my advice has always been you know it's how you feel and so of course if and of course if there is any complications and you're advised not to but for me, asking myself that question, how do I feel? And then being like, well, I'm fine and I can do everything. Mm. There was still this sort of exactly like you say, emotional part of my brain just being like, yeah, but but hold on a minute. There's what what if what if you push yourself too much? What does that mean? I just had all these questions about, well, why? 
should I not go to maximum effort? What what does that what does that mean for my body? Give me I want to understand the physical changes and and why. So that's when I wanted started doing this podcast really just to really understand exactly why it's important to and why it's important to calm things down. So yeah, I felt exactly the same and I think for me the only real limitation has been feeling pretty sick and feeling really exhausted later on in the day which I'm really not used to being someone that I am when I'm awake I'm very awake when I'm ready to go to bed like I can go I can switch off but you know get up early have a busy day um, ready to go to bed at nine and that's how I've always been whereas my training would be first thing in the morning and then perhaps again in the afternoon and getting to the afternoon at the moment is a struggle without a nap which is just weird I've never been like that so I don't know how you felt I know you mentioned to me earlier that you were pretty lucky in that first trimester so did you apart from feeling like you were just pushing past that barrier mentally emotionally to train did you in that first trimester do you feel any need to make any adjustments to your training or the frequency of your training yeah so I was the same as you as in I was like no I you know I'm going to keep doing what I normally keep doing Mm -hmm. but just be slightly more cautious and that Mm -hmm. slightly more cautious was like 10 to 20 Mm percent um but yeah I was fine until I had them kind of I had the fatigue dizziness and a little bit of nausea from weeks maybe seven to 10 and a half mm-hmm. so that's why I say I consider myself lucky because them three and a half weeks yes um if I felt really shattered I just didn't train on that yeah. day and then um that was it really like actually in the gym occasionally I'd get to the gym and find myself yawning um <laughs> which is again a bit bit strange but I just knew why that was happening mm-hmm. and I just approached every session as in how does your body feel do what you want to do and like I said after them first couple of weeks um of feeling a bit like oh my gosh now I'm pregnant um you know how do I approach this it it, it wore off after them two weeks as in I just learned trust your body you know what you can do and as long as you're not going to a ridiculously insane level you're not getting over oh, crazily overheated mm-hmm. um and you're not going to you know like you're not doing any kind of impact sports like rugby or um, (laughs) horse riding or something like that which obviously I wasn't um yeah so I just kind of uh got on with it but yes apart from them three and a half weeks um really until trimester three so like 50% of trimester one and then all of trimester two I was really lucky I felt really good and other Mm. than being a bit tired and on them days I just kind of I just took the whole approach in trust your body and what you can do. Yeah. And if, if it doesn't feel good, scale it back. Mm, mm, and definitely. that's, that's kind of, yeah. That, I mean, that is mostly in, in the wrapping it up in one sentence, that would be my advice on pregnancy and training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That definitely, I agree. I mean, I can't, I can't comment on second and third trimester yet, but I think it's, you have to go with how you feel. So you just mentioned that, 
in your third trimester that's where things really had to be adapted when you got into your second and then into your third did you let's think more specifically about the crossfit style of training and the skills that you use you know relating to all the different elements from weightlifting to gymnastics um apart from the kind of like overheating and, and pushing yourself maximally disregarding that momentarily what how did you find that you had to adapt if at all and were you advised to make any changes to certain movements or did you feel ne- it was necessary to do that yeah so um I because the coaches kind of know me and my background they were kind of like you know what you're doing so whatever you need to do just do it and that was really good because like especially towards the end I would just change the whole class (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah so from in trimester one the only things I subbed out and this was personally this was just from a personal choice not from the pre and postnatal qualification Mm. because you don't need to amend your core work until trimester two really Mm -hmm. but from a personal perspective because I wanted to really try and look after my core from about six or seven weeks I started subbing out toaster bar Mm -hmm. um, and um, ab mat sit-ups just because I didn't want to put any pressure on that you know like the coning and the um yes not you, you don't get coning at that point but the intra-abdominal pressure and the mm-hmm. crunching movement mm-hmm. I just thought I'm going to sub them out so yeah trimester one it was literally just them two movements mm-hmm. um that I subbed out and then from trimester two um trimester two was when I really started making little changes mm-hmm. and then trimester three ended up being bigger ones but um yeah, I'd say the first thing I noticed, I think I might have been around 16 weeks, um, was I started noticing my core on like, you know, like the kipping movements. Right. Um, that felt a bit uh, just strained, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. So I, I kind of had to stop kipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, uh, I was doing muscle ups until about 20 weeks I think that's um, amazing wow, wow. <laughs> so uh, obviously I love the gymnastics and I'm mm-hmm. that's my strength in right. CrossFit so um I didn't feel as as baby got bigger like I said from kind of like I'd say from like 20-ish weeks like going upside down felt a bit funny so I stopped doing handstands mm-hmm. um like I said I wasn't kipping and then again so probably from about 20-ish weeks so about 50% mark um just going overhead my core just felt a bit compromised mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I started scaling the weights down so mm-hmm. that I wasn't lifting too crazy overhead again it was just as soon as my body gave, kind of gave me an indication that it wasn't happy yeah. I just scaled it back I didn't stop mm-hmm. I just did an alternative um and the reason I could do the, the muscle-ups was because my my belly wasn't near the bar like I was kind of swinging up with yeah plenty enough gap and it also depends on how big right you know, your tummy gets because different mm. people grow at different rates and I obviously had quite a small bump until towards the end so mm. um that was that was that so yeah I'd, I'd literally say the core stuff um was the first thing then the kind of like the kipping stuff and then it was more the upside down and the overhead work mm. and then really things like cleans and snatches and all that kind of stuff was the only reason I was doing them until probably about 25 26 weeks with a barbell Mm -hmm. is only I only stopped it because I 
I had to swing out so much that obviously, well, not only was it bad form, but I also didn't want to risk hitting the bump. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just changed them to single dumbbell ones Mm -hmm. so that they were at the edges. Um, And yeah, I think, like I said, towards the very, very end, um, I just, maybe the last four or five weeks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was kind of stepping up and yeah instead of well instead of jumping and obviously I wasn't doing double unders um, Mm -hmm. but I still continue to do some core work but it was just things like shoulder taps side planks yeah um all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean there's to be fair I could talk about it for hours because there's so much stuff but I would say them things are kind of like the main things that I personally did and changed Mm -hmm. so I mean, I mean, this, when you say you could talk about it for hours, I would love to hear you talk about it for hours. Um, (laughs) I'm not not sure if everyone listening will, but regardless, I think it is fascinating. And what I love about your experience is that you, um, you have that coaching background, you have such a extensive fitness background, and then you have the background, you know, you have the gymnastic background as well. And so going into this, you were sort of, in the best possible place to be able to say actually that feels know what feels weird because I'm sure a lot of people whether they're new to a sport new to CrossFit new to the gym or you know perhaps not quite as knowledgeable as a coach might be they Mm. might not know what feels wrong or what feels strange or whatever so actually having that is a huge advantage I mean that's already given me a bit of an insight to uh to to a core point of view because I've I've just been on the edge of when when do I need to to change this because in terms of my my core ability at the moment I'm I'm literally just hitting 12 weeks I feel capable with everything just been like you say not maximally pushing myself Mm. when it comes to core stuff there's been this thing in the back of my mind like doing it if I was to do toes to bar for example which I'm pretty efficient at um or to do an a sit-up of any variety I've, there is this sort of niggling in my head saying should I be doing this so so what benefit did you or potentially it might just been your own research I know you mentioned it was your choice so doing that what do you feel like it did benefit f- now you're on the other side and you and you have your baby perhaps now developing back into exercise do you think it was a benefit from that point of view as well yeah, so I mean, uh, what we're, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but I did actually have um, a prolonged uh, diastasis mm-hmm. um, okay. post-pregnancy, but that can be for many, many reasons, and I don't believe it was to do with my training because mm-hmm. I actually fixed it quite quickly as well, um, and the training obviously helped fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just – because them kind of movements – work primarily your abs or your rectus abdominis like that's kind of just your most outermost layer of the core that is the one that is going to stretch the most whereas it's important especially in pregnancy like you know because we're trained women we probably do have a strong core but Mm -hmm. you know for somebody that might just be a regular exerciser they might need to take more caution of keeping their core strong right because if you don't keep it strong obviously it can cause back problems and things like that but mm-hmm. it's important to work your deeper core muscles to help st- stabilize your spine so mm-hmm. 
that's why I was kind of doing um while I could still lay on my back I was doing the hollow rocks mm-hmm. um and then the shoulder taps and the side planks and, and yeah. things like that mm-hmm. um so when did you have to adapt those even further how far along did you do those until do you yeah think? I'm scanning through because I actually wrote a bit of a diary on oh, my first trimester oh I'd love I to didn't... read that <laughs> <laughs> it's a diary but it's also like a load of information I'll definitely send it to you because I think it'll uh, because you're like me you'll you'll find it really interesting amazing um, because you, it, it's just having somebody else's advice on mm. how they did it and then it, it might help but I'm trying to find the bit that says about because I wrote a whole section on my core because again you just can't you can't remember it but at the time when you're doing it you remember everything I love that Um, that's so good and there's a lot I've got a lot of stuff on pelvic floor as well which oh core core uh, core diastasis Uh, so when was that diagnosed your your diastasis so everyone gets a diastasis to some degree because obviously it has to stretch to mm-hmm. to house baby, but um, most people's do uh, kind of their abs will kind of go back together by about six weeks, which is I guess why they have this six week thing where you have your check yeah. um, at the doctor's. Which by the way now is eight weeks, it's not six weeks. Mm. Um, so and, and personally, my doctor didn't. I mean, she did everything else, but she didn't ask once about my belly or my diastasis or exercise or anything. But I guess that's probably the least important thing for them. You know, they're checking everything else that's more right. important. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I regularly see an osteopath uh, mm-hmm. once a month and um, I've worked with them, say worked with them. They've, they've sponsored me for literally five, six years um, mm-hmm. throughout my whole bodybuilding CrossFit journey. So um, I went and got checked at five and a half weeks and I was quite shocked because I just I did I tried to test myself and I couldn't see it I couldn't feel it uh, and he was like you do know you've got a, a three finger diastasis and mm. I was actually really upset <laughs> yeah. because I, I had been back training a few weeks and I was like wondered if I had made it worse mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so he was like you you do have a gap and he gave me a link to some rehab mm-hmm. stuff and basically from five and a half weeks daily I was doing pelvic floor exercises diastasis rehab core rehab and then some days doing a workout um and obviously just through that kind of uh I I guess the athlete in me and repetitively doing stuff and following a routine I did that every single day and I went back five weeks later at 10 and a half weeks and they were like it's gone down to one and a half so whatever you're doing it's it's incredible and you've just got to keep doing it and then two weeks later I had the all clear so I only had the all clear to go back to proper crossfit from 12 weeks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's Um, amazing so I had four weeks to get ready for my comp Um, but yeah so that that's I I saw a healthcare like professional that knew what they were talking about basically with that Yeah, and I think that that's something, and this has come up so much with with Charlotte, my midwife, on the podcast about so many people, regardless of their background, their how how far involved they are with the sport or their their own personal knowledge and education, we just have this real lack of 
the the right person to be able to turn to in this instance you know even if it is just a hobby going for example if we go to the doctors and we're sick and for our mental health it means that we can't train and we bring that up it's just oh just rest you know and there is no second thought behind that but when it is such a huge part of your life having these people like your osteopath to approach and and say I need your help to know if yeah you know if you didn't hadn't done that I'm sure you'd have kept training and Mm. who'd, who'd have known where you'd have been in 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 another you know that was a you said five and a half weeks yeah so in another six weeks would it have been worse would it have been more noticeable would you have been feeling you know I don't know perhaps like you're going backwards with training so I think that's a great bit of advice from from someone that trains and you know clearly cares about the the health of their body uh, post-pregnancy and throughout their pregnancy is to don't just rely if you are if you are heavily involved in training don't just rely Mm. on the nhs you know go and see someone who can give you a little bit more individualized direction in relation absolutely yeah i would 100 percent say that um i saw a pelvic health physiotherapist and i saw obviously my osteopath um because they all know what they're doing and they could put me in the right direction and Mm. it's enabled by having their advice it's enabled me to get back to training probably in about half the time that I would have um Mm. which obviously now feels amazing because but what is she Octavia's um 18 weeks Mm -hmm. so I've been back to CrossFit properly for six weeks Mm -hmm. um but the whole time so pretty much my third trimester and obviously this 12 week postpartum period um I was still do. I was still training, but I was kind of just doing weighted circuits. So it was right. basically, and you, if we go back to what you're saying about making changes from trimester three, anything powerful, ballistic, short, snappy movements, that kind of stuff is the stuff that I stopped because yeah. that's if it's you know so too much pressure on your core when it's already under pressure, mm. that kind of stuff is increasing your risk of the diastasis Mm. it it can happen because of that it can happen because of your genes you know it can just happen because of of that um or it can happen things like if you struggle with uh constipation and you're pushing too much Mm. um and that also doesn't help your pelvic floor so it was just loads and loads of stuff throughout my whole journey i just tried everything i could to look after my body as as much as I could Mm. pre and then postnatally so it was just it really is all the little things that I do think have then led me to to where I am now that's and again I think it's part of the reason why I wanted to put this podcast together because there are so many people that I know that aren't fortunate enough perhaps to have the background or the knowledge like you or I do um, and now you've lived it even more so than me you're let you're teaching me a lot so to be able to share this with I know you when when I first uh, spoke to you about what I was doing you were mentioned how you you are a huge advocate for women training throughout their pregnancy honestly though there there is a big movement it's just not out there yet it's not widespread but there is mm. such a big movement on that the, there's no research 
whatsoever that suggests that exercise can cause a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. But there is tons of research coming out that promotes um, the huge benefits, not only to mum, but and of baby, of keeping active and exercising in pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just like a parent's generation, you know, they've grown up with that old outdated advice. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's still like that. And Mm -hmm. it is all coming through because I did the same thing. I had like, um, we did hypnobirthing. We did a hypnobirthing course um, to help with our labour. And again, like going into, I gave birth on a, what's it called, midwife-led. I was lucky I didn't have to go to a labour ward. So I went to the midwife-led unit and it was just so refreshing to see they had loads of positive affirmations they had exercise balls they had baths they had loads of different things that you could move around and be active and get comfortable during pregnancy rather than just shove you know saying sit down on the bed and put your legs up Mm -hmm. because actually that's not the best I understand needs must when Mm. things have to be done like that but if you're having a um complicated free birth then um you know being mobile and moving around and not actually being Mm. on your back is actually hugely beneficial so much we can learn from and this is the thing it's like you say there is there is definitely people and you know this movement out there but unfortunately there is also so much negativity and I'm sure you read similar things and have heard similar things and perhaps experienced similar things when you were sharing your journey whilst training through pregnancy and, and I've read a lot of essentially trolling of, of women that share their journeys and mostly I'm for, you know I hate to say it but mostly it is men suggesting that it's it's uh, the wrong thing to be doing when when you're pregnant i.e training and pushing your body or, or whatever just doing what people normally do and I think that there is more of unfortunately there is more of that and this sort of negative side of it, if you just read opinions and social media and, and articles, things like that, then there is, it, it took it took a lot of effort for me to find positive sides of things, if I'm completely honest, because like you say, it's understandable, there is no research, there is no medical studies on women when they're pregnant, because who was going to put themselves through that? They're just not. Um, so did you experience any negativity from, from you know, from a point of view, if you, you, have a, you have a really, you know, a presence on social media as well, um, or was it all positive? So most of it was positive, but I think... Uh, that's because to be fair I wasn't post like I would post bits but I used yeah. to be very very active and then you know my life's changed it's changed for a while now and now I don't put as much on there mm-hmm. but um yeah people I definitely had a few comments on things people saying that's not good for baby um but I just think but you don't know so yeah. I know you don't know and it's irrelevant uh to, it's not irrelevant it's irrelevant to me your opinion is irrelevant to me because I right. know that it's safe mm-hmm. um and I would have a couple of you know certain people not certain people but um people that didn't know would kind of be like oh just make sure that it's all okay and I'm mm-hmm. like it's fine I'm telling you it's fine like mm-hmm. Um, but again they just I just need to remember that they're not me 
Yes. Same as all the negative stuff. If you if you're getting negative stuff or if the stuff you found is negative, um, people just don't know because it's not out there. And if if I faced anything negative, I would just be like, people have different endpoints, starting points and endpoints, mm. and you know, because I I had a very active start point. Mm. Actually, research suggests that if you if you decrease your um if you're very very active you should maintain kind of like a good level of activity because if you suddenly are very inactive you're going to gain not because obviously you gain weight during pregnancy but you'll gain excess weight Mm. and your blood pressure could get higher and you could get gestational diabetes and like so basically it's it's the same whether you're pregnant or not if you go from being very active to inactive that's actually worse for you Mm. so in terms of that it's actually worse for your baby Mm. whereas if you just maintained the level that you were doing or even just a slightly less level like an 80 percent level the the benefits that, that to you and your baby are just it's just huge you're right I think it comes down to his personal resilience and I've always found uh, any negativity in relation to anything that you know you and I have done in the past when it comes to bodybuilding or you know I'm sure I'm sure like a lot of women in, a, in that sport that you've experienced you know that you look manly or muscly or anything you know you, it's how it's how you take it and so for me to have any kind of negativity about my choice to train throughout pregnancy is is a absolutely it's an irrelevant opinion um but again some women would be more sensitive to those points so i think it's really important to to educate yourself as to what's right what limitations there are and what maybe you should consider taking a step back on but then also just doing what feels right for you and and forgetting about other people and you you know they 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 may not have any idea about um training in pregnancy or maybe not even about training at all just gonna get your opinion on this very quickly last week in in the episode I did with Charlotte my midwife my podcast midwife I should say um I found an article uh, it was a blog article by a lady and she made these points and we sort of um we 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 kind of went into them last week in terms of a, a midwife's opinion so she had two two different opinions on how it would have uh, exercise throughout pregnancy would affect the mother and how it would affect the baby so her points positive points were that you would have a less complicated and intense labor have less weight gain and fat deposits recover easier postpartum and have higher energy levels and the babies would cope with stress of birth better sleep through the night sooner tend to be more healthy at birth and in childhood and self-calm better i wondered of any opinion on those points and if you could say that you've experienced any of those or perhaps that you disagree yeah I mean in terms of the baby thing obviously I'm I'm just just a new mum I don't feel like I'm obviously not an expert um on them kind of things but um there's definitely a lot of stuff I found that there's research that suggests that exercising doesn't increase a um the risk of like um a lower birth birth rate if anything they're healthier they're stronger because Mm. they've had more you know more hemoglobin reaching them in in through the placenta because you've you know you've got a fit healthy strong Mm mum um so they were kind of in terms of what I can comment on they're kind of like the, the benefits um 
you know, for baby, but everything about what they said about the mum, just, yeah, definitely agree with them. Um, if you're fitter and stronger, I mean, birth is such a natural process that anyone can, can give birth. Yeah. And I would say, I don't want to be somebody that harps and saying, because I was fit and strong, I had a good labour. I did have a good labour, but mm-hmm. I will say that it's such a natural thing that all women if they choose to and if they are lucky enough to be able to go through that process um can do that what I do believe that being fit strong and healthy helps is in the recovery you will likely recover quicker because because you were stronger to start off with Mm. um and you know you're holding baby you're lifting baby you're bending down uh, you've got to do your pelvic floor rehab there is so much stuff that if you're fitter and stronger beforehand, you're going to find that easier than somebody that wasn't. Right. Um, mm. So it's definitely on the recovery part. Um, and I also think I had a, I had a good birth because I did hypnobirthing. You know, I did. There's loads of studies about um, from. Uh, I started drinking raspberry leaf tea in my third trimester. I started having six dates per day because that helps with. Um, you know your cervix and it helps with recovery of your cervix like there's so much little bits and bobs out here mm-hmm. and there's another thing um, called perineal massage that yep. reduces your risk of tearing mm-hmm. so I basically I did all these things from oh. when they recommended of then... course you did you're an athlete <laughs> you've got to tick these boxes <laughs> and then um I also practiced like the hypnobirthing stuff and so that when I went into birth I felt really educated really informed Mm -hmm. and I just trusted my my body's instinct and my ability to do it and I just tried to relax as much as possible Mm -hmm. and then I obviously I, I, I had an amazing birth and I feel again I always say I feel incredibly lucky but I do think parts of that was to do with just being educated and prepared which yeah like you say this is what your podcast's for right if if you can find the information it's gonna it's gonna help and um boost so many so many people so right. hence why I'm, I'm you know very happy to come on and chat oh, to you I about my it. experience yeah absolutely and I think you're so right I think sometimes we there is so much now now we have you know everything available to us at our fingertips and a lot of it most of it is free unfortunately some of it is opinion and and sifting through what is right and what is wrong is is a whole nother subject but I think preparing yourself in in every possible way in whichever yeah in whichever way you choose to believe processes etc but um yeah I'm I'm with you I've already bought a hypno um therapy birthing course online so um I haven't started it yet I think um it's certainly on my radar to do so and and like you and I think that's probably again the background of when you have been a competitive athlete in any capacity professional or amateur you have this mindset of wanting to make sure that you've covered everything in order to yeah. really fully know that you're setting yourself up for the best possible chances of success. Yeah. And therefore, that's that's exactly what, what I want to do with pregnancy, labour, you know, when baby arrives, all of those things. So I think the fact that it doesn't surprise me that you kind of did everything. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty confident that I will be following everything you mentioned. I'm like, yep thought about that yep that's probably my plan yep 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 tick 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 so um but again some people wouldn't have any idea about those things so um no it's it's great to hear you say those as well so 
I have a question that I think I probably will only ask you and if I get any other coaches with a bodybuilding background. I would love to know your opinion on if you think, maybe not specific to you, but just as a general um, question about women when pregnant. Do you think it is possible to change aesthetically whilst you're pregnant? I.e. I'm not talking about, you know, prepping bodybuilding I don't mean taking things to that extreme but I'm talking about you know physically seeing change in in muscle tone or appearance um whilst you're pregnant do you think it's possible or to make improvements yeah uh yes um weirdly uh obviously your core gets um you know gets stretched and you're not going to make improvements there but obviously the amazing thing is that you're growing a baby so um but um your hormones obviously estrogen is incredibly high and that's your female testosterone isn't it Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you've got a lot of estrogen as long as you're sleeping well um and eating well i mean i actually feel like um because i had to change in trimester three i had to stop kind of doing all the ballistic powerful style movements and i obviously went and did a lot of strict movements so Mm -hmm. i was essentially kind of doing bodybuilding circuits with some cardio kit Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they were kind of my training but because I changed to strict pull-ups strict press overhead bent over row um uh, I did push-ups on my knees just because of the core impact and all that kind of stuff I actually feel like I my my arms and my upper body felt like I got a bit fuller interesting yeah because I feel like I obviously I've I've got a bit smaller since um doing CrossFit because I'm Mm -hmm. now not just training for muscle yeah um and I didn't I don't enjoy training training my legs so I feel like yes in that third trimester and in the 12 weeks postpartum where I couldn't really do CrossFit properly Mm -hmm. um yeah, I definitely felt like my upper body gained some muscle, but I've, I've lost it. In, I've lost it in my legs, but I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you definitely can. I mean, so, but then saying that, I am now lighter post-pregnancy than I was pre-pregnancy. And I can only imagine that's because I've lost a little bit of muscle. Right. Um, yeah. It's only marginally. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But then I do think I've gained a bit on my upper body and lost some on my legs. But again, that was just personally the way I wanted to train. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yes, my that's my opinion is um, if you do it sensibly, as in, you know, I, I did bodybuild, bodybuilding style circuits for three months mm-hmm. um, then. And I hadn't been doing that for three years. So I do think because it was a, obviously a change in stimulus. Right. I, I do feel like I gained a bit of muscle on my upper body that's amazing that's I think for, for me it's it's actually the reason I'm asking that is it's not a personal thing it was just it came to my mind because even without having heard you your your story about transitioning through training and turning into more of that bodybuilding style I had already sort of preempted that that was going to be the way that it went for me I love cross training I love crossfit I absolutely do but I know for me in order to keep training there is going to be that moment of I don't want to stop this for as long as I possibly can those movements are going to be a bit more out of reach and perhaps a little bit you know less less sensible for me to do 
it the immediate thing for me to do is to transition into those you know isolation movements the strict movements like you say mm. um so it's interesting and I and again knowing having the same background I would assume it was absolutely possible and especially for women perhaps that you know for example if they're into incredibly high impact sports and then they transition into more resistance training in pregnancy to to reduce the you know the impact of what they're putting through their body I can imagine it has a really positive impact on on their aesthetic so yeah I think that's something for everyone to bear in mind is just because your body is changing so much in so many ways it doesn't mean that you have to lose uh, any kind of um, aesthetic toning or aesthetic you know uh, muscularity that you have I think it just comes down to how you choose to train and and still continue to challenge yourself like you say this change in stimulus was obviously a huge benefit for your body so um yeah hopefully hopefully it'll be the same for me it sounds really good um, yeah I, you know, I think honestly like you said because we're very similar you know you'll you'll do everything you can until it doesn't feel right and then you'll just modify mm. and it's just the consistency and if you're yeah. consistent with it then you sensible and recover afterwards and then again ease back in with the help of like a professional then yeah um yeah no doubt I, I'm, I'm sure you'll be be very similar yeah. uh, to me but I'll be looking forward to watching your journey anyway for sure oh lovely well I mean, we've been chatting for a while. I do have one final question, more to kind of, maybe not to me, but more to the the general population that perhaps are listening to this thinking, you know, I don't know where to start. Perhaps they're new to training. Perhaps they have been training for a while, but they're kind of a bit worried about their pregnancy and training throughout. What advice would you give to mums-to-be that do train, that are into fitness in some capacity about training throughout their pregnancy? just trust your body listen to your body and if something doesn't feel right then just modify and honestly if you follow that the whole way through that that is that is what I done and I was I trained the day before I gave birth I was doing like burpee box jumps but I was doing like uh, say burpee box jumps I was doing like elevated press up on a step and then stepping up and stepping down mm-hmm. um so that was my modification yep. from a burpee box jump but yeah just trust your body keep doing what you were doing and modify as you feel that you need to don't mm. don't get any pressures from the outside world and yeah tr- trust yourself because you know our bodies are incredible and you know your your body is going to do everything it, it can to protect your little one um Mm. so as long as you're feeling okay they're going to be feeling okay yeah love that I love it so just to mention as well you know although Emma and I have a background in fitness and and we're both educated coaches um we're, we're not doctors we're not medical professionals so always make sure you speak to your GP before changing or starting any form of exercise because we don't know you your bodies your journey we're just talking about our own personal experiences so yeah. so do share this with any medical professional that you've got on board in your journey um Emma you have been just honestly I'm my, I'm I feel like I'm going away with like even more questions but um at the same time I feel like I've learned so much and and I really I'm so confident that everything that you've spoken about today is also going to help so many women so thank you so much for coming on and joining me today it's been a, a real honor to have you on yeah no thank you very very much I'd, I'd love to talk about it so
Oh, well, look, you know, I'm sure there, 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 there's probably a capacity um, for you to come back at a later point, whether it's post when I have a baby in my arms or perhaps it's another point. But um, so, yeah, I mean, how, what are you up to, to for the rest of the day with with your beautiful little girl? Uh, well, we went swimming this afternoon oh. um, and she's just been downstairs with her daddy. Um, so, yeah, not not too much. Obviously, now it's, neat, it's towards the evening. So we'll be doing bath time, bedtime in in a couple of hours. Oh, well, lovely. We'll enjoy the last couple of hours while she's awake and um, really, really do wish you all the best for your for your first time mum experience. And, and thank you. It's genuinely been such a pleasure to, to hear about what I mean, watching your journey um, was a real inspiration. And, and I think for me, with my background, my first point of call when it came to doing my research about now I'm pregnant, what do I do? Was actually looking at other women that inspire me and, and their journeys and, and how they've adapted and changed. So it's, yeah, thank you for sharing. And, uh, and I'm excited to, um, to see, to see how, how similar we are in this journey. It'd be really interesting, really interesting. It will be, but yeah, yeah thank you for having me. Ah, oh, brilliant. Thank you. Well, for, for you guys that are listening, thank you so much for, for getting involved and, and uh, listening along. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or future episodes, then please get in touch. You can get in touch with me. The, my, the socials are in the episode notes or you can email me directly at info at any more information that you are looking for there will be socials for crossfit versus pregnancy coming really soon but for now thank you so much for listening thanks again emma and i will see you all for the next episode really really soon